Hey there, welcome to the first episode of the Holograms Media Club. Uh, I guess that name is still subject to change, possibly, but probably not. We're Will and Gavin. We're a couple of cousins that enjoy uh, speculative fiction, uh, a lot of sci-fi movies, and a lot of geeky things. Mm -hmm. uh, we're probably going to focus on books, but we'll talk about movies, TV, nerd culture in general. Uh, today's episode is recorded live in Mulder's apartment, the nondescript uh, apartment in Georgetown. Um, grab a blue milk, some hagro biscuit, and give yourself to the dork side. So that's, that's right, that. baby. That's it. Right. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> How you been? I've been all right. Been all right. Busy, working, um, building houses. <laughs> you know. And how have you been? Working, <laughs> building your house. <laughs> uh yeah, building our new house that we're moving into soon. That's Just, cool. Uh, it's kind of filling you in on some of the dark side of the what happened to me in the last week or two, but to fill our listeners in just a few changes in our house, we're moving down into the basement and renting out the upstairs area. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. It just Could occurred to me. Change. You're literally a geek living in the basement. <laughs> my mom, my mom was living in the basement before, <laughs> but, uh, now we'll be living in the basement. That's funny. We'll have to get you some Mountain Dew and Doritos. <laughs> yeah. And then you can you can have that whole stereotype going. <laughs> as long as you keep the bowl full. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So you want to do a quick why we're doing this, what this is actually about? Yeah. So I guess it all started maybe, I don't know, what were we thinking, 18 years ago? It's got to be. It's got to be close to that. 18, 20 maybe? 19 yeah so somewhere in there we were at our grandmother's we're both cousins um and we were at our grandmother's i was saying for christmas party or something like that probably you remembered it being at my parents house but but that could have been a later thing yeah. i'm gonna trust your memory on that one i remembered it for some reason i had a clear memory where we were when we, when you wrote down the list right and the list was a list that you had written out of like 15 maybe 20 sci-fi books that i think we had been talking sci-fi the whole party and you were like these are ones that yeah you know, are current in my life you know you should get get these in your life yeah i had been actually at the time i was working with a guy named tim and he was real into sci-fi so he was feeding me books we were feeding each other books back and forth and when you and i started talking i think i was feeding you a lot of the books that he was feeding me <laughs> so and I remember and I was into anyway, so it kind of, it sort of snowballed from there. And I think we probably, mm -hmm. after the party, after that party, I think for the next few, we probably just continued talking sci-fi and the books that we'd read. So I'm probably really, blurring a couple of different things altogether. That's what it is. Maybe you, you had asked me, I think, you know, updates, which ones have you read type of thing. And yeah. I know Neuromancer, Ringworld. Yeah. Um, probably Ender's Game. Hyperion was in there. Hyperion. Probably. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, I think you turned me on to Ender's Game. Really? I think so. I can't remember for sure. Because I know I didn't find it on my own. I know somebody hit me to it, and I don't think it was Tim. And I can't think of who else it would have been. So I think you hit me to Ender's Game. Or Speaker fine. of the Dead, maybe, and then I worked backwards. I can't remember. Really, starting with speaker. <laughs> well, no, because I started with Ender. I started with Ender's Game. I did start with Ender's Game, but I think maybe you had mentioned Speaker of the Dead. I can't remember. I mean, I I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, and we're talking about <laughs> shit. It was like twenty years ago. <laughs> Gonna say, yeah, I looked all around for that list. I could have sworn that I had it in our in my bookshelf back in this room here, or yeah. in, I have like a storage bin. I think my dog wants to get in this, to this room. That's fine. Let me go. Let my dog in real quick. Sweet pets, dog tax. It's gonna sit there banging at the door all night if I don't. It's like, let me come hang out. So, uh, yeah, so we had been talking about, I don't know, this list and you, I don't know, just had texted me the other day and we were talking and we were thinking how fun it would be to just get together and talk some more books Yeah. going forward. So, our idea kind of sprouted from there. Uh, so what do you want to explain kind of what our idea for the podcast is going to be going forward? Yeah. So we kind of, 
we had the idea of doing a book club and then we just sort of thought probably the way that most people's lives are certainly our lives right now is audiobooks seem to be a little more accessible than books um mm -hmm. we all have time to listen to a book in traffic or at work or something most of us um <laughs> So we thought we would probably focus on audiobooks, and then that sort of got us to talking like we could talk video games and movies and TV shows and stuff. So we changed the idea from straight book club to sort of more of a media club. What's going on in the What's the going on time. and stuff. Although our focus would still be on books because that's what started the whole thing. But we wanted want to get pigeonholed into that. Um, and we thought what would be a fun way to do it is give each other books that we'd read that the other hadn't read and going sort of very back to the very early days of where it all started back to the list, pay homage mm -hmm. to the list, all praise the list. Um, <laughs> so the idea would be, praise and it would also it. be, we thought it would also be fun too, that like I've read a book maybe several years ago and I don't remember all the details, um, but it'd be fun to see you read it and be able to see somebody else's memory of that book with fresh eyes. Mm -hmm. um, and then and read the book, do a midway check-in. Next episode will be a midway. So we're going to give each other books. Um, and then next episode will be sort of a midway check-in, like how the book is going, how we're enjoying it. Um, predictions for what predictions. you think yeah, yeah. might happen. Um, yeah, what's good and bad. And then the third episode would be not a critique. Final thoughts. But a final <laughs> thoughts on a book. That's, yeah. yeah, and sort of a maybe even a light review. And then interspersed within all of that also, just talking about different movies and trailers and geek culture. And we've kind of already burned out the Dune for this. We're both stoked about the we new were, Dune movie. We were too excited and started talking before we recorded. <laughs> yeah. So we sort of blew that out. And you haven't watched the new Bill and Ted yet. So. Yeah, that's my homework for the week. That's your homework for the weekend is watch the new Bill and Ted. Um, I've heard yeah, good and things. Then, so. And then... Uh, yeah, we could talk other stuff too. And I think we have enough of a variant and projects too. Like I'm a big, I'm a maker. I make things in my spare time. I like to make. And you're a maker, <laughs> you're a painter. I like to paint. Yeah. Uh, acrylic mostly, but also used to do some 3D, like 3D design type stuff. So that's yeah. what you're into with the 3D printing and everything. So. 3D printing. I'm just in the very early stages of figuring out how to model my own things. Um, <laughs> So you're modeling yourself or not yet no, no. modeling uh, <laughs> get in line folks <laughs> no, i get paid not to model actually <laughs> i get i get paid to leave all the clothes on um yeah so that's and we could talk about some projects and shit like that like i've got a couple of star wars projects that i've had in my office half built for a long time i have a full box of stormtrooper armor that i haven't even opened yet that i've got to build so getting ready for the the cons once this whole Maybe. situation is over possibly i think the dream was basically just go grocery shopping in stormtrooper armor just, <laughs> just go about your day just dressed as a stormtrooper sand technically sand trooper it'll be a based on a sand trooper from a new hope so oh that's awesome that's that's the basic idea but that's i gotta i gotta finish some other projects to literally clear some space <laughs> so you got that ordered or you found it the suit online or what did you i ordered it from I'll have to look up the company name. I believe it's called ATA Armors or ATA, mm -hmm. AT Armor. It's a dude that um, he presses his own, he's got a mold and he heat presses his own pieces. Oh, and then he just awesome. sends you out these pieces. I have it ordered. It's been ordered. It's been in my closet for probably about a year and a half now, just sitting in the original box. And it comes out in components and you have to cut it. You've got to learn how to cut. Um, oh really abs yeah heat formed abs huh. it's all super glossy shiny ready to go and he sends That's you all amazing. the hard parts there's no soft parts you got to get the unit unitard and the balaclava <laughs> that goes around the neck and the gloves are not there in the boots you got to track down your own boots well the unitard shouldn't be a problem for you right got yeah. a whole <laughs> closet full of those <laughs> yeah that's exactly actually i have uh one thing I do have is I actually have a pair of, I live in Maryland and being a big fan of the Maryland flag as all good Marylanders should be. I have a pair of Maryland <laughs> tights that I special ordered off of a dude on Etsy <laughs> thinking about getting him to make me a top so I can be a stormtrooper, but with a Maryland flag under the armor rather than, oh, rather than just black. So just for, just for 
like if you're going out eating crabs in stormtrooper armor like you do that's i might get offered some free crab i might i might (laughs) that's you never know that would be really cool is it a face mask on that too or just the bodysuit it's just a bodysuit i guess there's a there's like a head cover that leaves your face blank i think you're technically supposed to wear underneath it but i don't know that anybody would notice it so it'd be the maryland man if you had like a maryland flag like unitard on the top too yeah i wonder what's that morph suit i wonder if morph suit does a maryland flag (laughs) that'd be funny just go as a maryland flag but yeah and then yeah so that's the goal but that's a big project i've got some of the stuff to get started i've had to buy some tools specific tools for that so I need a lot of glue. <laughs> There's a lot of glue involved in that. Never have enough glue. <laughs> really gnarly glue too, the kind that'll make your head spin. So that'll be fun too. Yeah, make sure you do that in an enclosed tiny room. Nice, nice enclosed space, listening to a lot of Pink Floyd at the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Preferably yeah. in the dark. In the dark, yeah. <laughs> With black lights. <laughs> yeah. It'd just be like high school again. <laughs> yeah. Some bean bags. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if so if I buy a hacky sack, you gotta shoot me. There's limits. No sandals, no hacky sacks. I can't do that. Only go back so much. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I I didn't do hacky sacks back in the day either. So I no. can't. That's a line I will not cross. That's too close to being a hippie. And I just <laughs> can't do that. I might have kicked a few hacky sacks in my day. I probably kicked one. I don't remember. <laughs> it's- go up and kick it away from the group <laughs> no, i wasn't a mean kid well I was, take that <laughs> i was pretty fucking mean i wasn't mean like that to the counterculture kids but yeah counterculture yeah <laughs> oh man all right so that's cool basically so that's a basic rundown of what this is going to be so all right so let's challenge each other with our first book then maybe yeah yeah let's do it what do you what do you got for me well, I uh, thought that I'd stick with sci-fi. You know, we'd like to kind of keep within the sci-fi fantasy. Uh, I don't know. What would you call fiction? Yeah, speculative fiction realm. Uh, and for this first one, I wanted to stick to sci-fi. Nothing too heavy because I felt, you know, there's some pretty heavy books that I, I would like to get you into. More character development and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. this first one, I just wanted something fun. It's a military sci-fi and it's called Old Man's War. It's uh, written by John Scalzi. Did a little bit of reading up on John Scalzi. He's a pretty interesting feller. Uh, I think he was like born back in like the late 60s, but um, I'll kind of skip forward into when he decided to write, he, he decided that he would either write science, fi- uh, science fiction or uh, science fiction, sci-fi. Is that what? (laughs) (laughs) Having a brain fart. Uh, Science fiction, or he would write murder mysteries or horror. And so he flipped a coin and the coin landed like heads up sci-fi. So that's what he decided to do. That's funny. And uh, he's, I guess, started off with writing some like short books and like his first one he put online and I think like in a blog or something format and asked people like if they liked the book to donate a dollar. And he ended up getting like $4,000 from it or something like that. And, you know, it was enough inspiration or motivation to keep him going. So I think that book he had written about like an alien that comes down and abducts like a a celebrity, like out in LA and like makes him teach him how to be like human or something like that. So he can fit in. So it was kind of like a short story. It sounded pretty interesting, which I've, haven't read that, but I've read the whole entire Old Man's trilogy. Okay. Or it's actually not even a trilogy. It's, I think it's like six or seven books. Wow, okay. But uh, first one, it's kind of, you could read it as a standalone. You don't have to keep going on. Okay. Um, and I'd say it's, it's, it's military sci-fi for sure. It's pretty fun. It's, I kind of would say like a really brief summary would be that it's about um a world where interstellar space has already happened, like space travel, and there's a alien species, but the normal person doesn't really know much about that whole world um, unless you're like in the military. And so when you get to be a certain age, it's like when you're 75, you get to decide 
do I want to live the rest of my life out on earth or do I want to go into the military? Hmm. And from there, different things happen. They uh, may give you enhanced body features, uh, certain stuff like that so that you can go up into space and fight aliens and such. Um, Sounds cool. It's pretty fun. It's not a very long read, but the audiobook's really good. The reader can't think of the the guy that does the the voice for it or the reading for it but he's he's pretty good like he's um he really makes you feel like you're reading it from the the old man's perspective oh cool like the main character and uh he almost won a nebula for it he was like um i think second place that year when it came out and then every consecutive book in the series like was a runner-up for the nebula award too oh, <laughs> or the hugo award Right, and then um, in 2013, he actually won it for a book called Red Shirts. Okay, and it was like written about the red shirts in Star Trek that right. always die or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, it's supposed to like feature them and make them like the prominent characters. And it's oh, that's cool. supposed to be really funny. Uh, like I was looking at some reviews, and people were just ranting and raving, like just laugh out loud, like milk squirting out your nose type of funny. That's so, cool. I, I'm gonna track that down. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, so I was like, this, you know, this just seems like a really good first book. It's pretty easy read. I think you'll be able to breeze through it, and okay. I think our readers will really enjoy it too. So cool, awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely, cool. I will start it. Well, I've got to finish the. I just started the second book of the original Timothy Zahn Thrawn trilogy. Yep, I just That's started awesome. that second book. Um, so as soon as I'm Love. done with that, I'll get on it. But I should finish that pretty soon so what'd you think of the first one i liked it i did i enjoyed the first one um i did like you did i listened to the 20th anniversary with the sound effects and the background noises and stuff like that um i don't know the guy that read it i can't think of his name but he does a great job with voices character actions and stuff like that uh i'm really enjoying it i mean it's a it's a cheesy book i i have a feeling it's geared towards middle schoolers um <laughs> it's a fun ride though but it's a fun ride it's cool it's expanded universe so it doesn't count it's or legends i guess they call it now mm-hmm. so it's non-canon or canonical whatever the fucking word is it's non-canon anymore <laughs> canonological yeah canonological um, so it doesn't count for star wars but it's really it's got some interesting stuff in it um it's got some interesting things. I do like. It makes you later. wish that that's what, what the. It makes you wish that's what the sequel trilogy would have been. It, I really like. I really like Thrawn. I like the. There's. I believe I'd have to check. I think it's two books that Zahn wrote that are actually Thrawn that are canon, um, and they lead into what could have been the trilogy we were just subjected to. They could've, <laughs> that could have been that and Thrawn's a badass and that and Thrawn we know Thrawn's canon because he's been in Rebels right and something else and several comics and graphic novels is he the same Thrawn in that book that he yeah. is and yeah yeah no he's Thrawn he's badass yeah he's very similar to the the ones that are we're going through now he's very very smart very almost prescient which I think if I had a complaint it would be that Thrawn is never surprised about anything he seems very which I guess could almost come down to deus ex machina, ex machina. Like you can't fool him. Like, like he's in, aha, I already knew you were going to do that. So, yeah. but again, it's, I mean, it's goofy little star Wars books. We're not talking, you know, we're not, we, nobody's writing these books to, to expand the universe officially or anything maybe <laughs> then but even then it's basically it's just fan fiction and it's fun i enjoy it so the fun. sound effects really make it fun too it really do. It, it's funny it's well done yeah I, I realized i was driving into work this morning listening to it and i realized like i'm at the point now i'm already taking it for granted that there's computer sound effects and battle sound effects and music scores and stuff like that it's already so i'm already <laughs> so ingrained into that the next book i do will probably not have that and, and then I'll you're going like, to fuck this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's, it lends a whole nother element that really does make it more fun. It's really just hearing the millennium Falcon scream or hearing a tie fighter 
just that. Or just like the sound. strings pick up in the background yeah. like when it's talking it about just, the force or something. It's Yeah, it just gives it you adds a lot. It adds a lot that you don't expect. It adds a whole lot to it. So, But I guess I'll go back to normal audiobooks. I guess that'll be just fine. <laughs> as long as I don't have to listen to that dude listen read the Lord of the Rings anymore. That's yeah, go back to to the original Heir to the Empire reader back from like ninety one and listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a robot or someone like. <laughs> yeah. it's like worse than C three PO reading you the book. <laughs> yeah, that I actually it wouldn't be bad. I wonder if it'd be funny. Like, I wonder yeah. if we could get Anthony Daniels to read children's books. How funny <laughs> would it be to listen to him? That could like, be Good Night Moon. <laughs> I was gonna try attempt, but I don't think I could even do it justice. I, I couldn't. I'm not, <laughs> not not if we're recording. No, maybe tomorrow in the bathroom when nobody's around. But <laughs> not with any witnesses. I'm not gonna attempt that. Subject subject our listeners to it. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> not yet. No. Maybe for a good enough a good amount of Patreon money. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. What's charge for that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We'll see if we get any listeners first. Might have to pay people to <laughs> listen to that one. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then set up a Patreon and hope that people out there actually care enough to give us money. <laughs> so there's a, there's a couple of things to deal with first. <laughs> get a couple of people listening. Yeah. Talking about you out there. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Ask us nicely. Maybe we'll do something stupid if you ask us nicely. <laughs> Mostly I just need a please and a thank you to do stupid shit. So. <laughs> All right. So my book for you is one that frankly, I was a little surprised to find out that you hadn't read. Um, it's basic sci-fi standard issue stuff. Um, I'm glad that I get to make you read this because um, you've waited long enough. It's um, what Blade Runner was based on. It's do androids dream of electric sheep by Philip K. Dick electric sheep. All right. um blade runner is one of my favorite movies i've loved blade runner since the first time i ran into it completely by accident on a little 13 inch black and white tv in my parents <laughs> house when i was a kid back when you watch movies on network television i was flipping channels on a dial this is i'm dating myself there's a dial i was gonna say it was a dial <laughs> to get up from your seat yeah and uh, it was on, it was at my, the foot of my bed and I'd sit at the foot of my bed and I'd watch. And I ran into this movie on black and white TV um, in the middle of the night. And it was the, it was the Roy Batty scene. It was the, I've seen things scene. And that's all I saw of it. That was it. I saw the final scene of this movie and I was absolutely gobsmacked. Uh, like I had no idea what it was. I'd never heard of it. I had no context. It was late enough that it wasn't listed in a TV guide because back in the day you could get TV guides. <laughs> oh yeah. And you had to circle all the shit you wanted to watch and then get home from school or whatever and remind yourself that Tuesday at eight o'clock on channel four was this or that or whatever else. And then <laughs> that fight was before over. the TV guide channel. That's yeah. That was, yeah. That was a hell of a thing when that came out. Yeah. So <laughs> it, I had no, no content. I had no idea what the hell I had just watched. I knew that it was incredible and I knew that I absolutely loved it. And I knew that I had to watch the rest of it. And it was, months maybe a year later i ran into that movie a little bit before that scene it was the harrison ford and, and rutger howard's fight coming on and i think it might have been right around pris's death scene so just mm -hmm. just a tail end of that movie and i knew instantly it was the same movie and i watched it so i had this maybe what 30 35 minutes of this movie under my belt now and still wow. no idea what it was <laughs> still no way to track it down whatever and eventually i figured it out and i tracked it down and i but ever since i'd seen that first scene blade runner had been one of my favorite movies um that's so cool that you were able to pick out just from seeing a little clip you know at the end this is the same movie i'm watching i had seen you know well that i mean it's i mean the whole movie is i mean if you watch any one frame of that movie it's so that movie and such a precursor to to cyberpunk and just, and all of that. I mean, that really is like between that and Akira, that was really what got us Akira's the great, visual yeah. of what cyberpunk looks like and what that, that whole aesthetic is. Um, William Gibson, which we're going to get into soon enough, I'm sure <laughs> made cyberpunk a thing in 
did the narration of it, but, but yeah, Blade Runner, I mean, that's every cyberpunk, anything is basically just a scene from Blade Runner, except for Blade Runner 2049 was nice because, well, I could go on for days about the Blade Runner movies. (laughs) They, but they actually built on that aesthetic and everything else, but it was, yeah, you could tell instantly that Blade Runner was Blade Runner. You just, you knew, like you could just tell. So yeah. Anyway, so it was written by Philip K. Dick, Kindred Dick, and uh, he was born in 1928, actually, Um, which I didn't realize that it was, he was that old. I mean, I knew he's old because he's been long dead. He died in 82. (laughs) Actually, that's the year that the original Blade Runner came out was 82. Really? Um, Yeah. uh, His Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep was written in 68. Um, and turned into Blade Runner. Uh, he apparently, and I just learned this about him too. He was born six weeks premature with a twin sister named Jane. She <laughs> passed away six weeks later, which is weird because that would have been about her due date. <laughs> wow, that's so, crazy. I don't know what that means, but that's weird, right? So, but yeah. that really fucked him up for the rest of his life. And you'll read if you get into Dick and if you start reading a lot of his stuff. There's a, if you get into Philip K. Dick and you start reading a lot of his stuff, um, that's a different show. That's a totally different show. Yeah, that'll be the late night episode. Yeah, and we're not doing that as cousins. <laughs> um, we don't live in West Virginia. No, God, no. <laughs> but there's a reoccurring theme of like a phantom twin theme sort of underlaying a lot of his stuff. So, um huh. But he had a really interesting life. He was, um, his mom and dad separated while he was fairly young um, and she sort of traveled him around a lot. Um, he was a tinfoil hat wearing dude, like almost, <laughs> almost legitimately, he would lock himself up in a house and people would not see him for a long time. Uh, he had a safe with a bunch of money and work in it at one point. Somebody broke into his house and broke into it. Uh, the FBI actually investigated whether or not he may have done it himself for some reason. He really was, um, conspiracy theory, very conspiracy theory. He considered his, himself an a cosmic pantheist, which is a word that I've never read until I read his uh, thing here. He Explain what that means. The universe <laughs> is only an extension of God and that, uh, let's see, he believed existence is based on internal human perception which does not necessarily correspond to external reality. So basically Mm. what you think is real and what you experience may not be. So you can see that he had some, um, he had some trouble later in life. Uh, He was, he was, he wrote a lot of stuff though. He he wrote a lot, a lot of stuff and a lot of his shit became movies. Uh, Blade Runner obviously did total recall was based on, we can remember it for you wholesale. Mm. Um, there's uh, Confessions d'un Barjo, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Probably not. It's French. Uh, Screamers was based on one of his. Minority <laughs> Report, Imposter, Paycheck was based. A Scanner Darkly came out in 2006. Um, <laughs> there was one called uh, Radio Free Abelmuth was him. Uh, the Adjustment Bureau, they just redid Total Recall again. Shit tons of his stuff has been turned into movies and TV shows. All very Do you think that he would have been okay with that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Imagine living your whole life writing all of these books, and then you die, and all. <laughs> then they yeah. make all of the movies. Based they make on all the movies, it, but they <laughs> they loosely base like like if you when you read Blade Runner, it's not a novelization of the movie. It's you can see common themes in it, and it's really it's a different experience. Um, mm-hmm. It's a totally different experience. Now the main theme one of the main themes in the book is what is the definition of humanity? What is it to be a human? And that's in the movie, that's still there. Hmm. Um, And in 2049, that's still sort of experimenting with that whole, you know, what define human, tell me what, what makes a human? When does an Android stop being an Android and start being a human? What's that line? Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of other stuff in it. There's a lot of really interesting um, forced empathy keeping up with the joneses um a lot of it's got some really neat stuff i'd like to i want to hear what your thoughts are on that when you're done with that it's not a very long read it's only about a nine-ish nine and a half hour read um i did the audio i've read it several times i did the audiobook maybe a year ago and i 
don't know the guy's name. I should have wrote down the guy's name that did the audiobook. It's an interesting way to read it because it's very noir. It really, which the movie is noir. I mean, the movie's classic noir. Like if you're going to define noir, that's, that's fucking it right there. Right. Um, grizzled old detective with a drinking <laughs> problem who's mildly, well, not mildly abusive to women, <laughs> you know, and then you have your dark haired lady. I mean, it is absolutely a noir movie, but the, the, the narration is very noir as well. It's very sort of undertoned and underplayed. I think it lends really nicely to it, but I could see how some would think it was a bad read or boring, but I think it really does lend to the character and everything else. So that the androids awesome. are still in it. The, like the Deckard's still, basically a replicant hunter and then he has hmm. some thoughts on that it's a really it's a cool it's a good and then once you do that then you don't have an excuse not to watch blade runner again and since you've done <laughs> that you may as well do 2049 that's so, a great i've only seen it twice i saw it once in theater and then once when it came out was that 2049 mm-hmm. yeah no we did it's- um i live not too far from a movie theater that does well not now right because we're if anybody's looking, listening to this in the future, we're dealing with the middle of the pandemic right now. We don't have movies. That's not a thing. Um, Unless you pay $30 for on demand. Yeah. Yo, ho, ho. It's a pirate's life for me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, with, so this theater last summer actually played the original Blade Runner. They played Akira and then they played 2049. So mm. my, my middle son Blaze and I went to go see, um, we got to go see the original Blade Runner in the theater, which was my first time seeing it in a theater and his first time ever seeing it. And oh, wow. two days later, we got to see 2049 in the theaters, which I had not watched it yet because I missed it when it originally came out and I just didn't want to watch it at home on TV. And it actually <laughs> came back out in theaters. It was rad. It was fucking cool. So that was that's that was awesome. Really and then like two days later, we got to see Akira. It was part of I can't remember what it was. It was some little film festival, speculative or something like that. But it was that was a good week. That was a really good week. Was Akira released back then? Was it is it that old? Akira is, is the I original. Say, the original is I gotta say eighties. Okay. Yeah. Just, doesn't even seem like it when you watch it it's it doesn't seem dated at all or anything no it's held up really well it's held up akira's held up really really well and it's a really good it's a really good story i enjoy akira yeah that's a good animation in it too is pretty unbelievable yeah the animation is really good the story is really good everything about that movie is really good it was actually enough that um i was recently shopping for a new bike i wanted to get a new bicycle (laughs) and uh I had the thought of buying a red one just so I could put the same stickers on it. <laughs> that seemed a little try hard. So I didn't, but it was, it was close there for a minute. I thought I could, I could hunt down all these stickers and seriously reproduce Canada's bike as a bicycle, as a gravel grinder. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do it, but I almost wait till you get the electric version. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's so what did I see recently? Somebody came out with a very high tech looking bike and it was described as the Ikira bike, but it didn't look very Ikira bike to me, but it there's did. some crazy fast electric bikes out there that yeah. I've seen some going like 60 miles an hour. Holy shit. Just, That's nuts. Like on mountain roads and stuff like that. No, not me, dude. <laughs> no, I'm too Give afraid me a full of body suit. anymore. Yeah, no, I'm too afraid of falling down anymore. I can't do it. That's what I've been doing is boosting to work. I got an electric skateboard, so nice. My work is maybe three or four miles back through some back roads. You know, you take a couple of pathways yeah. and right. back paths. There's a one that leads through a golf course that you have to like kind of go through uh, people shooting balls at you and stuff like that. But, uh, <laughs> like actually at you or just while you're i mean they might if you if i always i'm rocking my music so i can't hear people if they're yelling at me but uh right (laughs) they might be yelling at me i'm not sure (laughs) oh that's funny you go riding through there and grab everybody's balls off the course really fast i would love there's a you can get the off-road like wheels for it that i've seen people convert yeah and that thing like i've seen them go like on sand dunes and stuff like that that's crazy 
looks like a lot of fun, but mine goes, I'd say like 22 miles an hour. That's plenty fast. That's goes cool. about seven miles or something like that on a charge. So nice. It's, so it's enough to get to and from work. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's maybe a 15 minute ride or something like that. Oh, that's rad. That sounds fun. It's great. And it wakes you up. I love drinking coffee, but nothing wakes you up like that. Like I get to work. My, yeah, my yeah. boss asked me, how are you doing this morning? I was like, I'm awesome. Yeah. Like, That's a hell of an answer. Yeah. That was uh, back in the day getting to work. I used to take uh, public transportation. I take the bus, but I lived at the top of a really long hill. And I figured out one morning that if I left, like, I think like one minute earlier than just catching the bus, I could actually bomb the hill on my skateboard <laughs> and meet the bus at the bottom of the hill oh, and start man. my day with a, just a, a 25 mile an hour hill bomb. Adrenaline rush. And it was yeah. just, it was the best, like you say, it was the best way to, it was, it was like, cool. Like, <laughs> the day can be shit now, but I've already bombed the hill. So I did that, <laughs> not every day, but a few times a week. It was a great way to start a day. That's cool. Yeah, I remember you bringing the longboard back to my parents' house, I don't know, 20 yeah. years ago, too, and bombing yeah. our, our hill right outside of our house. That was a fun hill. Yep. I remember being like, whoa. That's a fun hill. He's, he's hitting that hill on a skateboard? <laughs> yeah. That is intense. <laughs> yeah. I used to, I'd like to start, every now and then I think about that, too. I think about getting back into, because I can't. Well, I can't street skate anymore because I'm just I'm fat in the mold and I can't do it. <laughs> and I got left behind when everybody started kick flipping. That was that was me <laughs> behind. It all got very technical after that, and it never appealed to me. But um, I started bowl skating and burst skating after that, hmm. which is a tremendous cool. amount of fun. But I can't fall in a bowl again. I don't. I blew my <laughs> shoulder out a couple of years ago, and that was bad. But bombing a hill is a lot of fun, and I've done 55 miles an hour on a skateboard. That's my personal Dang. record. And that's a and that wasn't just the first day out doing it. That was several months of training and getting used to it and learning how to fall. Cause once you, it's funny, cause I'm sure you've done this on yours. You'll know something in the back of your head that tells you I can't run as fast as I'm moving right now. Mm -hmm. There's a very animalistic, like, okay, I'm in, if I have to bail, I'm going to eat shit. I cannot run out <laughs> of this. Once I never learned that, how to fall. There's no, you just fall and then you get up and you just hope <laughs> that you don't turn into a meat crayon is basically all there is to it. I was going to say, you're going to have to teach me the technique because it sounds yeah. like you know something that I don't because when yeah. I fell, I, I tried running and right away, I, the impact on my knee, I was on crutches maybe for yeah. two months or something like that. I I thought it would be a smart idea to try to weave in and out of some cones going 20 miles an hour. Well, it is. You just have to execute it. It is, <laughs> yeah. it is a good idea. <laughs> it did seem, yeah, it, it, I think you're right. I no, it is been. a good idea. That, yeah, no, it's, you're, not, you're not wrong. You just have to work on your technique. Knee pads, you just get a good pair of knee pads that don't slip down your knees mm -hmm. and just get to your knees and you just slide. And that's I've it. I've been thinking about that the past week or two. Because I've yeah. been boost boarding, electric boarding for the past, I don't know, three three weeks now probably. Okay. And it's been in my mind for like two weeks. <laughs> Not the yeah. first week I was too naive again, but getting yeah. back into it. But um, I've been thinking if I fall, I need to just do like a slide on my knees and if i rough up my knees it's not bad compared yeah. to not being able to walk or go down or upstairs for a couple of months that was yeah no you can't you'll and you'll know it like i say you'll feel that and you know i mean well you know you'll you'll know instinctively the little lizard part of your brain will say we can't run out of this do not fall down <laughs> and once one what's cool is once you become comfortable with that until you hit the next five miles an hour going slower than that isn't any fun. Like for me, my first big hurdle was about 20 or 25 miles an hour. And then once I broke that, it wasn't fun unless I was going 25 miles an hour. And then the it was hard to get to 30 miles an hour. And then once I got to 30, it wasn't fun unless I was going 30 miles an hour. And it just very slowly worked itself up. Have and you ever I done was, uh, hard drugs? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Not for a while. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. You'd be a fun person to be around. <laughs> I probably I yeah, more. I give me more. <laughs> <laughs> give me more. Give me more. My, my personal motto I got from, uh, from Billy Idol was too much is never enough. 
<laughs> so, but I'm paying for it now. I bent down at work the other day and my knees crackled and somebody in the next room literally went, what was that? <laughs> so and it was my knees i was bending down to do something and my knees just sounded like rice krispies but loud enough <laughs> oh my dude in the next room heard so <laughs> it turns out that That's too much me. actually can be enough <laughs> <laughs> hitting that limit yeah hitting the limit so but yeah good pair mm. of knee pads dude get a good pair of like knee pads like look for the kind that um you don't have to put on like a sock that you can put on right over your pants yeah um or shorts or whatever and then that way you don't have to like go into work with scabby ass <laughs> knees and holes in your shorts <laughs> or holes in your knees yeah so or just not make it to work or call. or not make it yeah i mean i guess it's better to make it and you should wear a golf course help me <laughs> i've fallen and i can't get up and you should wear a helmet but nobody ever does so whatever i do i do wear yeah. a helmet actually just you know i don't i don't know i just felt it's easy enough to do and no, it's good. No, you should. Cool I wear a helmet. helmet. When, I, when I ride a bike, I wear a helmet. Even if yeah. I'm going to the grocery store to get some ice cream or something on my bike, I'll, I'll wear a helmet. That's it's just, just it's, easy. It's, and... it's really cheap insurance. Yeah, exactly. That's I, I worked with a guy that, I don't know if he lost his kid completely, but his kid got really mangled up because he got hit by a car, not hard. And he mm. hit his head on the pavement and that was basically the end of that kid altogether all just because he wasn't wearing a helmet and it was, yeah. So yeah. it's cheap insurance. Sorry. Plus it's sticker real estate. Down. I'm all about stickers. <laughs> so helmets are just more sticker real estate. So <laughs> show off your flair. <laughs> that's it. That's all. I've got a sticker box. It's an old shoe box. I'm about to work into my second box. That's crazy. I'm still a wow. sticker junkie. I've got <laughs> I've got miles of stickers on my car too. Think of all the money those stickers could be worth if they were still in their packaging. And I have a couple, I actually have a couple <laughs> of old school stickers from the late eighties, early nineties, skateboard stickers from the late eighties, early nineties. They're probably not worth anything, but I've got a couple <laughs> that at this point I can't stick them to anything. Like <laughs> that's, I can't take the the back off. I have a big independent truck company sticker. It's, it's as big as a bucket lid. And it's shiny foil sticker. I think new oh, back wow. in the day, it was 15 bucks. So, but I just, I don't have the heart to stick it on anything. I feel like you could at least get probably 15 bucks for it now. <laughs> well, yeah, but then I won't have it. <laughs> and then somebody will peel this, the back off it and stick it to something and ruin it. So, yeah. No, Green would be over. The dream would be over. It would be, I have a couple of bad boy club stickers left over too. Do you remember bad boy club? no it was uh there was uh you remember the clothing brand no fear yes i do okay you remember the you remember the kind of jock mentality kids that wore new no fear mm -hmm. they used to wear body bad boy club that was the bad boy club before no fear was no fear bad boy club around here anyway where we were was kind of all the jock kids jock skater kids not like actual skaters but the jock skaters and we ended up with a stack of bad boy club stickers I'll say ended up with we ended up with a stack so our game was to stick bad boy club stickers on other people's stuff while they weren't looking and this went on for a long time like a couple of years and we started running out of stickers so you started had to pick in your stuff and my buddy mike you may have met mike becker you may have met him back in the day Maybe. but he um he got me really good we were moving out of an apartment and I went back in to get like the last thing and the power was out. And I was like, well, that's fucking weird. So I went back to the electric panel and inside the electric panel was a bad boy club sticker. <laughs> he got me. And this was starting to dry out and cause a fire. <laughs> well, whatever, but he got me and I was like, okay, that's good. You got me. And I, I couldn't get him back in a reasonable amount of time. And no lie. 15 20 15 or 20 years later mike and i had we hadn't seen each other probably in about 10 years at this point but about 20 years after he got me there that would have been that would have been like 94 that would have happened in like 1994 <laughs> possibly 95 but we'll say 1994 and then a couple of years later mike and i stopped hanging out we sort of lost touch with each other and then maybe about six years ago i called him out of the blue because he's a carpenter also. I called him out of the blue to get him to come work with me 
on a couple oh. of houses and he did. And the first thing I did when he showed up on the job was put a fucking bad boy club sticker on his car <laughs> like had it. 20 fucking years later. And it was there for three or four days before he noticed it. And he finally <laughs> found it. And he called me in the middle. He called me that night after work. And he was like, did you put this fucking sticker on my car? Who else? I was like, yes, I did. You're goddamn right. I did. I've been holding on to that for years. Motherfucker. And he goes, did you hire me just so you could put that sticker on my car? And I was like, no, but as soon as we started talking, I knew that I was going to do that to you. That's not why you got hired, but it was, yeah, no, that's a true story. I did. I waited 20, we'll do the math, 94 to shit, call it 2015, whatever that is, 20 years to, to get him back. But I got him back. I got him back. And I don't think he has any more of those stickers. I have one or two left. So if he ever does get me, I can come back. I'm going to put one on his fucking coffin at this point. <laughs> so, but it was good. It was funny. It was a good game. So that's too good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, books, right? <laughs> How you get there. Yeah. Mm. That's funny. Wow. So, all right. Well, we talked cool. really quick. Let's do the Dune thing. Cause I want to talk about, the dune trailer a little i know we talked about it technically before we started recording but i think as it's really fresh right now and that's what's going on while we're recording this we should at least say a little something i think it looks yeah. fucking epic and i can't wait yeah i mean coming from someone that regretfully has still not read the book uh or the books i it's been on my list actually i, I was telling you how i started to kind of read them back and it must have been middle school or high school probably eighth grade i think and it was there's the first chapter just had so many vocabulary words that were new that were not new like english words but like new alien vocabulary words yeah. from what i remember like yeah and it just i couldn't get into it at the time and i always it's always been in the back of my mind of like a book that i didn't read you know yeah. one of those books that you regret not actually getting into because I know how good it's supposed to be. I know that everybody loves it. Both of my parents have read it and yeah, just something that's always been there. So I do want to read it, but having not read it, it the movie looks really badass. The, yeah. uh, I'd say the epic scale and the, like the cinematography looks really nice. Blade Runner esque, just like, you know, what we were talking about. The, yeah. You can tell like the scenes, he's really done a lot of uh, like art, probably like preliminary art to to get the right models down for like the spaceships and stuff like that. And yeah. the worm looks pretty the awesome. Looks, the worm looks pretty dope. Yeah, he's apparently, a, a, <laughs> all reports say he's an original like hardcore Dune fan, which did you see the 84 version, the, the not any longer David Lynch version? David Lynch actually hated it so bad he took his name off it. <laughs> same thing with that i probably only have seen parts of it on okay. my tv yeah i've never actually seen the whole thing because he was so. david lynch had never even read it he was asked to direct it and make it and he'd never read it and i don't know that he <laughs> even read it while he was making it so That's and i have nothing against david lynch is a brilliant filmmaker he's just really the wrong dude for the job that was, I think that was a bad pair up. Now having, I do like that movie. I think the original 84 version is good. And I've heard that this one looks pretty sim, like it keeps all the, like the similar scenes and stuff like that. It has, yeah, it seems to, it seems to have sort of the same, well, I mean, most of the movie Story takes arc. place in a desert. So, I mean, like, it's gonna you know, look they're the both same. in the desert. It's kind of hard to get away from it. You can't just be like, oh, here's a forest on Arrakis that we didn't <laughs> discover before. So, but it does, it has a, it has sort of a similar feel to it. There may be some respect paid or some homage paid to that, maybe. Yeah. I'm not real sure. I know that he did. Um, I know the new one, the Harkonnens, the main protagonists look different are still awful, horrible people, but they, he went a different direction than Lynch had gone. So, that's uh the guy that plays in guardians of the galaxy is it i think i think is that who, the bald dude that is in the preview yeah uh-huh yeah okay. yeah he's in guardians yeah see i don't do i'm not a you're you haven't seen doom but i don't do comic book movies <laughs> i don't like comic book movies i think i did see the that original guardians of the galaxy and i've seen one transformers movie but I'm not, it's too frenetic. And I just not, I was never into comic books. I never did comic books. 
I never did superhero Damn. comic books. I did. I used to do like the little ones, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, when it was underground before it got really big. <laughs> I was there before it was hip. I mean, all my friends were reading it, so they let loan it to me and shit. And that's how I got into it through them. Ivan Ingram, I think, hit me to that. And GI Joe, I used to read GI Joe because hmm. obviously I'm so pro military. <laughs> <laughs> well i did suggest some military sci-fi for you so. oh yeah shit there's that man <laughs> mm. hopefully you like it yeah no I will. i'm not anti i'm anti real military i don't like fictional military is fun <laughs> well it's all I like though, right? fake guns. i mean like that's dune is all military really when it comes down to it that's Looks all like just it, about yeah. different houses going after each other and it's not like Ender's Spice. Game didn't have any Ender's game didn't have anything to do with military at all, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, there wasn't a military in there, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> People have actually I meant to mention that about my book. People uh have compared it to Highland's Starship Troopers. They really said that if you if you like Starship Troopers, you're gonna like Old Man's War. So interesting. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I did like it. It's a good, good flick. Have, have you read the book? No. The book is pretty, pretty awesome. It's different than the movie. Okay. Um, there's it gets like a lot into like their gear and their suits and stuff like that. But it's, huh. it's a fun read too. Uh, it's Robert Heinlein, I think is his name, the author. But uh, yeah, if you've read or seen the movie, the movie is pretty awesome too. Actually, it. Yeah. For being what it was back in the day, you know. Yeah. And going back and watching it now, it's a little dated as far as special effects, but it's fun. Right. Yeah, I remember it being, well, it's a lot more than just a, just a splatter film, right? I mean, it's really, I mean, it's on the surface, it's a bunch of space jocks go and shoot up a bunch of bugs, but it's about a whole lot more than that, right? Like, I mean, there's oh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of subtext in there. There's some some pretty not too big character development. I'd say the book maybe has a little bit more development like right. character wise, but well, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, you can get away with that in a book a lot yeah. easier. Well, that's the other thing about the Dune. This is only the first half of the movie the, or the first half of the book is this movie is only the first half of the book. It's coming out in two parts. I heard that. That's so that makes me happy. So yeah. Not rushing I'm, it. Yeah. No, they, I think the biggest hope is that, we get two three hour movies, which would be really good if we could do that. Then we could stay fairly true to the book. I think the biggest disappointment is that it isn't a much longer miniseries. The Sci Fi Channel did a miniseries years ago that was actually pretty good. The, mm. the quality was not great. There was a lot of really piss poor green screens, there's a lot of really bad CGI. Um, but the acting was solid and the storytelling was solid. I mean, it was a really good, the screenwriting was really good. Was, was uh, it called Dune? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. They did the second book as well. The Children of Dune, they did that as a miniseries as well. I didn't care for it, but I don't care for the, the follow-up books very much. They get away okay. from what I enjoy reading. It's a lot more philosophical than speculative. Yeah. I've got my own philosophies. I don't need to read some weirdo tinfoil hat guys philosophies. <laughs> I just, I didn't enjoy them as much, but the, the sci-fi version miniseries was pretty good and it was nice. They were able to stick closer to the book because they had a much longer, I think mean, it was like six episodes or something. That's six <laughs> hours. You can tell a story like, and there's a lot in Dune. It's very dense and there's a lot of internal dialogue that's hard to put on screen. Yeah. But the way Lynch did it is they would show Paul and then have him whisper as sort of a voiceover, which mm. is distracting at best. But it was, it, there's not a lot you can do with that. I'd be interested to see, well, I can't wait to see what they do with this new movie, how they take care of that. Yeah. That's but, kind of what Ender's Game did too. Like the book was so in Ender's head. Yeah. And then the movie was like, how are you going to translate all of his thoughts and feelings into film? And it just, it was okay, but it just didn't do it justice. Right. It's, it's just so I hard. I, saw to the movie. I must not have watched that. the movie. I'm thinking about it. I don't think I ever saw the movie. It's worth watching. I mean, it's it's fun. Don't read the book first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the cardinal right. sin. Read it after if you're if you're planning on reading it because right. it's just then you just sit there the whole time. Yeah. I should just redid. I reread Ender's Game, and Ender's Shadow, 
which I got to say, like, I really liked Ender's Shadow and Ender's Game as two books. I thought that was a really cool way to do something, to tell the same story from a totally different you, perspective. I thought that was really cool. I really enjoyed that he did that. I yeah, I, re- I, I almost like the Shadow quadrilogy more than the Ender's. Because did you read the, the rest of them? No, I didn't. I just did Ender's Shadow, and then I stopped. So then it goes on to follow Bean back on Earth in the time, you know, where right. Ender's flying on the spaceship with Valentine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it goes back and shows what happens with Bean and Hot Soup and all right. the other battle kids. They go back to Earth and it shows the war that happens and all of their countries are fighting over all of their kids because they want them to be their, you know, the commander of their army. And, right. Um, and it goes into bean's whole story until he becomes an adult like the there's four books i think or three after there's ender shadow and then there's three more after that okay interesting they're worth checking out i might it's been a while since i've read them but i remember enjoying it just as much as ender's story if not more right it's pretty great that's cool yeah i think i yeah i liked i i thought it was really cool that they did the two different perspectives in the same story i thought that was cool and then I remember thinking, man, I wish more books did that. And then I thought, no, that would be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Then, then that's just what everybody would do. And it wouldn't be cool or special. It would just be lame. (laughs) So it would just be, Oh God, these people did it. Money grab. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I guess I'm kind of glad in hindsight that nobody else that I'm aware of has done that. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I, I did like Bean. I did like him as a character. It would be fun to go back and, do that i don't know that i have the interest to go back and read three more books on bean maybe i'll just go to cliff notes <laughs> it's it's good i, I could see it i could see demand it. it i could see that. <laughs> i've got it's, other things first as good as ender is bean was yeah i don't know like you said just seeing it from his perspective he comes in and ender's already like the head honcho of the school and everything and yeah he, he's more of a humble character i feel like yeah even though ender's kind of humble too it's in a way yeah no that's they're humble they're yeah bean bean comes in with a disadvantage bean comes in as the small one mm-hmm. actually thinking about it you did um the red rising trilogy recently right have you done that the i'm in the middle of the second one still okay so the first one um i did the first three it goes on yeah eh. i think he's still writing it right I don't know. It was supposed to be a trilogy. (laughs) Um, Dragged out. What was his? Oh, God. I just did it not too long ago. I can't think of it. There was a character that reminded me of Bean. Um, God, he was the leader of the Howlers. Why can't I think of his name? From the first book or? Yeah, in the first first book. See, the son of. Yeah, he was the son of the he was the son of the House of Mercury. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't, I can't remember his, his name. It starts with an S. But he reminded me of Bean because he was sort of, he was small and he was stunted. He mm-hmm. may not have even belonged where he was. Looking at everybody else was so much more, so much more advanced and had so many more advantages over him. And he was the absolute underdog, but at the same time, we're not at the same, I mean, he was absolutely underdog, but he managed to pull himself up and out. And I thought Bean- be more creative. Yeah, being more creative and and worth it and being good and being, you know, in in for a reason, not in by accident, not in by Mm -hmm. an oversight or anything, in because somebody else saw the potential there. But I thought those two characters were really similar. He reminded me, God, I wish I could remember his name. That's embarrassing. Welcome (laughs) to our sci-fi. We love sci-fi channel. (laughs) Um, We'll we'll edit that in. Yeah, we'll we'll fix it in post. Right here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right, Right there. (laughs) <laughs> but, it, but that character did remind me of Bean, and I remember thinking that while I was while I was doing that book, I remember thinking, "Now this is, it's not Bean, but it was a similarity in that." Yeah, Severo. That's his name, Severo. That's Severo. That was gonna keep us up all night tonight. <laughs> it would have fucked with me all night. No, I'm glad <laughs> I got it out now. I would have woken up at three in the morning screaming, "Severo!" <laughs> Alice so, is like, "What? What the fuck? Go back to sleep." Yeah. <laughs> yeah no several several reminded me of being because of that just sort of 
I don't know if stunted is the right word, but smaller than the other guys and other kids. And not as advanced, doesn't have the advantage going in like everyone yeah. else. Yeah. So that was, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I need to get back into that. I've been also reading the Thrawn trilogy. So yeah, that's yeah. taken over everything. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm early enough in the second book right now on the Thrawn, I probably I'm going to shelve it and read your Old Man War and then start Thrawn again because I don't think I'm but a couple chapters in. So I'm actually early enough in it to where I could bail on it, do nice. this book, and then get back to Thrawn. But. So the plan will be we're both going to read half of our books. Yes. Uh, we're going to reconvene here in another, I don't know, couple of weeks probably. I guess, but it's going to be hard not to read a nine-hour book in nine hours. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> Maybe we get back together. That's... I don't know, back together like in a week, and we can just do a shorter episode where it's really just an update on yeah our thoughts for the book and where we think it's going to go, how we like it, and yeah. predictions, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and it'll be a shorter episode, and then when we come out with the next episode, we can kind of... Really go over the whole book get yeah. into it a lot more and get into it yeah, yeah. No, that'll be that'll be a lot more fun so that's and cool. i think that's going to be it, it raises an interesting thing though is if you give me some 30 hour book and i give you some 15 minute book that's going to be that'll be an interesting way to do it i don't know that we need to pay attention to book length and try to match things but it will be interesting to see what happens when that and it's funny we're talking about books with like time length versus pages <laughs> well, but it's more of an audio club here yeah yeah we're doing things new we're going to talk about yeah. also the, the uh, voice acting and all of that type of stuff too yeah for so sure yeah that'll be part of it yeah no definitely yeah yeah we'll have to figure out exactly how we arrange maybe if you have a shorter book you can give too we don't want the listen you guys the listeners to be overwhelmed either want you to yeah. be able to kind of read along with us. So that's why we're doing it broken up where we kind of pick our books. Next episode, we go over halfway through. Yeah. That way, when you're through half the book, you can kind of chime in with us. Yeah. Get our thoughts. And then we'd also like to include like in the future, if you know, people who are listening would like to chime in. We're completely free to having, you know, you guys on the episodes. Yeah, um, absolutely. And we have some friends that are super nerdy just like us that like talking yeah. sci-fi and movies and all of that type of stuff so that's kind of part of what we're thinking too for the the podcast we just we have a lot of ideas and we like talking sci-fi so we thought you know it'd be fun to to make this club we were looking but there's not too many um sci-fi book clubs that are still doing it there was a few older podcasts but we just felt you know it'd be fun to to get yeah. together and just talk it so i'd like to i want to think in the background that you have what's that is that a fish tank in your background? Yeah. Molded, yeah, molded fish. Yeah. <laughs> Scully had to go and feed his fish that one time. That was, yeah. And the excellent. remember excellent that. Um, yeah. I want to make it more, it'd be fun to make it more interactive. Like that's the whole, like I, I tried to do a couple of books with people online and it's very distracting because there is no back and forth. Like, yeah, I read a book, you read a book, but I want to be able to talk to the other people. I want to talk to listeners about their feelings and their thoughts on these things. Mm -hmm. So it's important to, it's important for me for other people to be involved. Like that's kind of, I think what we're hoping to do is actually start a community of people and maybe start suggesting books. Like, that would be a really fun part too you know if there's yeah. or if there are books that we've both read and it's been you know years since we've read them yeah. we're totally into doing something like that too so it doesn't always have to be you know one yeah. that i've read you haven't type of thing yeah. but and we were totally open to fantasy and any other genres mm -hmm. too you know maybe so. even some actual nonfiction if it was something really cool but not for I a, while. Have a i have a couple that i was thinking of that i know that you would be into yeah. Um, huh. so yeah i was thinking about that not right off the bat i want right. to kind of stick to sci-fi fantasy for now yeah. but in the future i think you know there's it's too many good genres out there to limit ourselves yeah i don't want to get there's a lot i love sci-fi i love speculative fiction fantasy i love mm -hmm. all that stuff and it's a good right now especially with the way the world is it's nice to be able to escape exactly 
and, but I don't want to do just that. That'll be like having a job. <laughs> yeah, the fun. whole goal is to have fun and yeah. well, we're yeah. cousins. So it's, we're living far away. You're in Maryland. I'm in out in Colorado and Denver. So yeah, no, it's, we, uh, we're family and we like to, yeah. to get back together and kind of see yeah, how each totally. other's doing and stuff like that. Well, it's too. funny too, the way the world is right now, like I've talked to you over these last three weeks more than I've talked to friends <laughs> over the last six months. <laughs> I got people that live within 40 minutes of me. I haven't seen them in two years or talked to them other than a couple of blurbs here on Twitter or Facebook. Keep your distance. <laughs> That's right. Just stay the fuck away from me, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But over the last three weeks, I've talked to you more than I've talked to to people that I've been friends with for most of my life. It's really funny. So <laughs> no, this is cool. It's good. And I want to, if we can get people involved, if we can get listeners involved, if they want to be involved, if they want to drop book suggestions, if they want to read along with us, that would be a lot of fun. Definitely. That would be cool. So. Well, so I think we'll wrap it up here. Um, that's kind of the whole plan for the podcast. We hope you guys are into it and want to kind of check back in and see how our books old man's war and what it's uh new android's <laughs> dream of electric sheep i have it written down but i don't know where I, somewhere I, it's not it's blade runner the book <laughs> like it'd be easy <laughs> to find okay i'm gonna have to get on my audio and yeah get that downloaded and start listening so yeah i can't wait to start delving into it I'll see if I can't find this tonight or tomorrow morning and then get into it. Cool. Cool. Excellent. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to stop recording now and then we'll, uh, we'll talk to hold, everybody. What? Don't stop yet. This was the holograms podcast media club, podcast. media club podcast <laughs> name subject to change. Yeah. That might actually be the actual name it might be. with name subject to change as That'd part of it. Yeah. <laughs> and so we hope you guys enjoyed it and we'll see you in a couple of weeks from now. Yeah. Awesome.